I'm Lizzie O'Leary, host of Marketplace Weekend, and this is Ethics Be Damned, a deeper look at financial conflicts in the Trump White House cabinet. There's a company based in Michigan that says it can help kids with various attention deficit disorders without using drugs. Go online and you can see videos of happy children with electrodes attached to their heads watching a big screen. At NeuroCore Brain Performance Centers, we look at your brain waves to identify what's causing your ADHD symptoms. And with neurofeedback, we can eliminate the symptoms without medication. NeuroCore says it can help with anxiety and depression, too even autism. Stop by one of our facilities in Boca Raton or Palm Beach Gardens to find out how we can help. NeuroCore Brain Performance Centers. Why am I telling you about this company? Well, one of the major investors in NeuroCore is a very wealthy woman who also happens to be the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. In the third and last installment of our series, we're going to talk about NeuroCore and DeVos and how that business relationship suggests some fixes for our government ethics system. Tom Sheck is the lead reporter on this investigation from APM Reports. Hi, Tom. Hey there. Before we talk about why some people are concerned about Betsy DeVos's connection to this company, can you tell me a little bit more about NeuroCore and their treatment and whether it actually works? Well, NeuroCore has operations both in Michigan and in Florida, and their therapy relies on training that basically helps people refocus their brains. And the way they do this is they say they have them stare at video screens, and then whenever uh, something pops up or they lose focus, it it gets them to refocus again. Uh, But here's the problem. No peer-reviewed science backs up the company's treatment claims. The Better Business Bureau also issued a statement saying NeuroCore should stop advertising that their product eliminates the need for medication to treat ADHD, anxiety, depression, and autism. Now, NeuroCore issued a written statement to the Better Business Bureau disputing that ruling, and they're standing by their claims, but the Better Business Bureau is also uh, standing by their claims as well. Well, so how does NeuroCore relate to Betsy DeVos, who we should note is a billionaire? Well, she has a pretty significant stake in the company. This is something that the public didn't know about when the Senate held a hearing on her confirmation. Chairman Alexander, Ranking Member Murray, Senators, thank you for the opportunity to be with you this afternoon. Because the hearing was held before DeVos's financial disclosure form and her ethics agreement were released. When President Obama entered the White House, Republicans insisted on having an ethics letter in hand before moving to a hearing. Democrats were not happy about that situation when they wanted the financial disclosure form before the hearing was held and also the ethics agreement because they wanted to know how DeVos was going to pledge to divest her holdings. I am extremely disappointed that we are moving forward with this hearing before receiving the proper paperwork from the Office of Government Ethics. So they asked her over and over on how she'd handle conflicts and here's her response. Where conflicts are identified, they will be resolved. I will not be conflicted, period. I commit that to you all. Two days after that hearing, the ethics office eventually released her paperwork, and that's where we learned that she was keeping her stake in NeuroCore, which is valued between $5 million and $25 million. Okay, so let's walk through this. She pledges to hold on to NeuroCorp. It says, I'm going to step away from any decisions that could relate to the company. I mean, that is, as we've been laying out, how the law is supposed to work. What's the problem here? Well, ethics officials like former Obama White House ethics czar Norm Eisen say it's still not enough, especially in this situation. They say that DeVos has the right to recuse herself from decision-making involving NeuroCorp, but they say the appearance of a conflict is still too big in this situation. If you're going to come in and do public service, do public service. Doesn't she have enough? 
does she really need while she's sitting at the Department of Education overseeing education to invest in an education-related company? How can we be sure that the decisions she's making are not influenced by uh, her efforts to help that company or to help the industry now? How is Eisen saying it's a conflict for DeVos? Do, do we know if any school districts are using NeuroCore? Well, it isn't clear completely at this point because the company hasn't talked to us and the education department hasn't responded to our questions. But there are several arguments that ethics officials like Norm Eisen are making. First, the education department approves school improvement plans for local school districts. And so if a district wants to use NeuroCore to help students with ADHD, uh, does the department look at that favorably because of DeVos's stake in the company? Do districts contract with NeuroCore as opposed to another company because they want to curry favor with Betsy DeVos? And Eisen also says the other issue here is DeVos is basically endorsing a company that has not been proven effective through peer-reviewed studies. He says that sends a bad message to the education community as to where her priorities are at this point. I, Elizabeth DeVos, do solemnly swear. I, Elizabeth DeVos, do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution Against all enemies, foreign enemies. Well, and what has DeVos said about her investments? I can't find any public record of her discussing the company in her education department, as I mentioned, uh, didn't return calls uh, for this report. But here's the biggest kicker that's driving ethics officials bonkers. Uh, despite the criticism about her initial stake in NeuroCore and the fact that ethics officials were raising this as a red flag, DeVos bought an even bigger stake in the company after the Senate confirmed her. Her financial reports show her investing as much as $10.5 million in the company since April. We have been looking at the ethics system and how it's struggling to handle the Trump administration. And part of the difficulty is because ethics experts believe that the system itself needs an update. But Kathleen Clark, an ethics lawyer with Washington University in St. Louis, said it's also an attitude in this administration. It's quite the understatement to say that this administration isn't worried about uh, ethics charges against it. At the very top, in the White House, this administration has, I think, demonstrated contempt for government ethics standards. And Norm Eisen said the Trump administration is basically trampling on the ethics system. This is like a cancer that has spread throughout the administration. I can tell you, when I was in the White House, I worked with other individuals to come into the cabinet, very high net worth individuals. You never saw anything like this uh, uh, in, in any administration where these questions are swirling around. And I think there is going to be accountability. You can't get away with this stuff forever. All right. So Eisen says, yeah, they can't get away with this stuff forever, but can't they? Uh, you know, from the folks who you have been talking with, um, it sounds as though our ethics laws really don't have a lot of teeth. Things rely on norms, not necessarily laws. When you talk to ethics experts, what do they say should be done? Well, there are two answers here. There's the ideal answer on what they want to see done and what might happen realistically. And so which one do you want me to start with here? <laughs> OK, let's start with ideal. OK, so the ideal situation is ethics officials want to have greater enforcement authority with the Office of Government Ethics. For example, they want 
the Office of Government Ethics, which is basically the ethics watchdog for the entire administration, to have subpoena power to dig deeper into a public employee's finances. Some also want the Office of Government Ethics to levy fines for failing to report assets. And there's also calls for greater disclosure rules. For example, the way that the the rules are right now, if you're an individual, you have to release your personal liabilities, like a mortgage, a home mortgage. But you don't have to release your business liabilities. And this is a big concern when you have private companies, for example, President Trump or Betsy DeVos, because you don't really know who those individuals' business partners are first, and secondly, who the businesses owe money to. And that's a big question. Realistically, is it likely that any of those things you laid out uh, could happen? Well, not anytime soon. It doesn't feel like Congress really wants to get in on this action in terms of trying to change ethics laws. Uh, But the vice chair of the Citizens for Ethics and Responsibility in Washington, Richard Painter, says Congress is basically acting like a potted plant. That's a direct quote. Painter was the ethics czar under George W. Bush, and he teaches law at the University of Minnesota. I'm a Republican. I've been a Republican for 30 years. I think this is going to be a disaster for the Republican Party in the fall of, um, of uh, 2018. Beyond 2018, though, Painter has a bigger concern. He's worried that ethics is becoming too partisan. Whether someone's conduct is unethical, it basically seems to depend on whether that person's in your party or the other party, and that worries Painter. And we should note here that we reached out to the White House and lawyers for President Trump's businesses, and they didn't respond to our questions. What you and Painter are getting at, though, is this incredibly important question – how you know, as a member of the public, whether something is a legitimate ethics scandal or if it is being used for political purposes to to undermine, you know, someone in the opposite party, someone you don't like. How is a voter supposed to know? Well, that's a really good question, because as you see with the investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 presidential election, Republicans see that as political. All right, for months, the establishment destroyed Trump media and Democrats. They have been hysterical, breathless, and pushing all kinds of conspiracy theories. They're hoping Just like Democrats at the time saw the impeachment of President Clinton as a witch hunt. We get a politically motivated prosecutor who is allied with the right-wing opponents of my husband, who has literally... And they worry that the tribalism may only get worse. There are now groups out there that are making an industry of forcing public records from the government, and they're on both sides of the political aisle. Several staffers who worked for Barack Obama created a nonprofit called American Oversight that is using open records requests and lawsuits to get information from the Trump administration. Uh, Last time I talked to them, they said they had about 600 Freedom of Information Act requests into the Trump administration, just to give you some context there. And they're following the lead of a conservative group called Judicial Watch that successfully forced the release of the contents of Hillary Clinton's personal email server. So you're starting to see these partisan groups out there uh, waging almost what some people are calling an ethics war. Tom Sheck of APM Reports, our investigative arm. Thank you so much. Thank you. You can read Tom's full investigation, Ethics Be Damned, at apmreports.org slash ethics. This series was produced by Katie Long and edited by Eve Tro and Catherine Winter. Daniel Ramirez is our engineer. Chris Worthington is the managing director of APM Reports. I'm Lizzie O'Leary. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.